Hey, welcome to Holistically Hope with Rachel Pontillo. I am your host, Rachel Pontillo, and today I bring you part two of my interview with Andrea Ellsworth of Andrea Ashley Co. Last week we talked a lot about self-image and custom skincare and using skincare as self-care to help someone improve self-image and self-confidence. And a part of the way Andrea and I both recommend doing that is to utilize aromatherapy. So I know there is so much information out there about aromatherapy these days, and let's be honest, not all of it is the best information. So I wanted Andrea to share with all of us what she recommends, especially for beginners who are super excited about essential oils, but really could use some important safety guidelines. We also talk about choosing essential oils, what kind of essential oil company to work with, and this interview is just chock full of really important aromatherapy information. So I hope you enjoy our discussion. So I want to talk a little bit more about aromatherapy because obviously aromatherapy everywhere has just exploded. Mm -hmm. over the past few years and at first it was kind of like a let's dive in full force without looking whether there's sharks in the water or not and then now I know in the United States the FDA is starting to say uh-uh-uh slow down there hey wait a minute you can't do that you can't say that I'm not sure um, how it is in Canada with regulation I think you guys do have a little bit different of a setup with um, aromatherapy as Healthcare in Canada, am I correct about that? About healthcare, it's still considered cosmeceutical. So if you're okay. selling essential oils, it's still going under cosmetics. So okay. there is a lot of talk about it, and um, the government was about to make it go through the pharmaceutical side because mm -hmm. of the health and healing properties, and because it's become so huge, and people are starting to use it for all those internal, you know, things besides cosmetics. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot of backlash from what I heard that people, you know, we weren't ready and for all of the changes and all the expenses, it's going to put a lot of small business owners out to do that. Not to say it isn't the right thing to do because they are super powerful and super potent and you need an education behind you and you need to be smart yeah. using them, and, you know. Um, but yeah, that's, that's where we are right now, but the transition is definitely, you know, near it feels. That's something that, you know, full disclosure, when I first started using essential oils, I was one of those people who just got really excited about it and dove right in without quite understanding what it was that I was dealing with and how strong they were. Yeah. And I, I drank all the Kool-Aid and <laughs> I got, you know, I, I was just so excited to have something natural that was effective but also smelled good but then you know I, I did have a couple of negative reactions that I've talked about in the past mm -hmm. um, where I, I was not using the oils correctly and then just you know I, I'm not an aromatherapist yet it's definitely on my bucket list it's something that I really um, would like to do at some point soon is to is to get certified and get a lot more information so that I have that for myself and for my family and for my businesses but I I'm lucky to be in contact with aromatherapists who have this information and it really they have to be handled with the same level of caution and respect that pharmaceutical drugs are handled with in my opinion um, 
but because they are available to just about everyone out there, as an aromatherapist yourself, what do you want these people who were just like I was, brand new to essential oils and aromatherapy, really excited, might have heard certain things about safety that they feel a little bit more confident than maybe they should in kind of diving in and using them. What words of wisdom do you have? Um, pretty much that exactly, to be honest. <laughs> um, my main thing is to be smart. It's just to be smart. Um, in a, in a lot of ways, there like I know you're saying increased availability, but in a lot of ways there isn't like increased availability when it comes to new distillers or crops or land to grow and produce essential oils. Um, well, not in comparison to how much the amount are being sold, you know. Sure. So um, when we're seeing an increased popularity in aromatherapy and businesses popping up, yes, making them more available to consumers. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean they're the best quality of essential oil because where are we going to get all that land and crop and distilling done so quickly at such a mass production to accommodate that influx that we're going through right now? So um, just be smart and just be aware of and just have that common sense that there, there may not be enough being produced to what is being sold. So you kind of need to think about what that means. For, for some of the potentially some of the essential oils you're buying. I mean, there are loads of honest and wonderful suppliers out there. Um, but just, you know, trust your gut, do your research, and, and be smart. Um, and marketing is huge. Like, you know, with some of the essential oil lines out there, people think they are being smart. They think they are doing their research, but, but marketing can be winding sometimes as well. Yes. So, um, just because you're seeing like an organic certification on an essential oil or, um, you know, you're getting all the, the paperwork that people are now requesting with each essential oil, it doesn't always make it so. So, um, or I don't know if I spoke with you about this on our last call, but a certified organic essential oil doesn't necessarily mean it's yielding a good quality oil. Right. So um, it's just things to be aware of. So you can have the best, most organically grown crops, but if, an, if a distiller is new or inexperienced or cuts corners, um, you're not going to be getting all those therapeutic properties that you think you are to use for what you want to use it for. Really, you're just getting that smell that came from an organic crop. That's a really good point. I mean, there, even though you might see certain product companies that say, oh, it's pure and it's this, you know, therapeutic grade or whatever grade because it, it is so new to mass market I would say and there isn't regulation yet that is making these companies label using specific standards and specific rules and guidelines they really can say anything they want and a lot of the companies who do produce lab reports they come from their own labs. They come from their own labs. It's so, very quiet. Yeah, think about what that means. I mean, you know, <laughs> take it with a grain of salt, but um, similar to what we were saying earlier about the importance of estheticians understanding how ingredients work on the skin, um, and, and oftentimes the, the education you get from a brand is only brand-specific education. I think the same is true with essential oils, that if you really want to understand essential oils, you've got to have brand-neutral aromatherapy education. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Um, and I mean, 
we it's the proof the proof is in what consumers are purchasing yeah. a lot of the people that people are purchasing from aren't aromatherapists they're right. very much brand specific and they've learned their education based on that brand right um so, so yeah it is interesting i mean organic essential oils it's it's not the same as organic food it's Correct. it's just not and we haven't come that far yet to like you said get the regulations and the labeling and everything put in place so you can really see the difference of what's going on and the paperwork like you said um, yeah people are having their own lab so they're dictating what you're seeing anyhow it's if true. you're coming from their own lab and then um, for smaller companies some people are getting the paperwork um, and they're saying that perhaps they're getting the paperwork based on each batch. But if they're requesting that, there's costs associated with that every single time. Absolutely. It really, um, it, when you're talking about small distillers, small businesses, it really is similar to how a small family farm might mm -hmm. grow their crops and, you know, raise their animals traditionally without the use of commercial pesticides and GMOs and all of that. But they just, as a small family farm, they don't have the funds to keep going through the process to get certified organic and go through all the inspections because it's just extremely disruptive to their business and it's highly, highly expensive. Yeah. So I'm sure that's the same case with smaller distillers who might be extremely good distillers. They might be putting out fantastic products, but they just don't have the ability quite yet to go for that certification to be able to call their product organic and that it's just it's kind of like do you buy from your small local farmer or do you go for the big you know uh, agribusiness who happens to have the organic certification and, and that's actually why I actually started bringing in my own essential oils and that was specifically that to fill the gap because I, I totally did not want my own line, um, but there was that gap. People were just wanting to purchase, um, you know, larger conglomerate essential oil from uh, essential oil companies because they were certified organic and they, you know, they had the marketing and the paperwork behind them to say we're so pure, we're just so pure, <laughs> you know. Whereas, um, like I took the time and I partnered with a chemist to make sure that what we're bringing in is quality. And, and it's true, a lot of these distillers who have, you know, it's their family history, they've been doing it for years and years. I mean, it is an artwork all on its own. Absolutely. Um, if they were to certify organic, it's cost prohibitive. It would put them out of business. Right. You know, and then they would have to mark up their prices that they, they would lose the market that they already built. It's, it's a tricky spot that we're seeing everyone kind of get in now. and. And it's not going away, so that is something I do want to make people aware of, um, because even when they come to me, the first thing they ask, is it organic, is it pure, can I get paperwork? Yeah. And at the end of the day, it may, like, yes, those things are great if they are true and they're honest and they're, you know, unbiased, but you just need to be smart on where you're getting it from. So. Um, my biggest tip is just, you know, trust your gut, find someone you really resonate with, they're, what they're putting out there, what they're trying to achieve and, and work with that. You know, you can't fake vibes. <laughs> That's you, true. I, I really, uh, I love that you said that because oftentimes I find that people do get so caught up in the marketing and in, you know, kind of the scripts of what they've been taught that even if something feels wrong instinctively, 
they still go with it and they go against their intuition. And then it turns out a couple of years down the road, they were right. So what did they? Yeah. Yeah. They're a consumer. They think they're being educated by experts or, you know, the people in the industry. So why, why wouldn't we? It's the same as me going to the grocery store and choosing to buy organic because I'm, I'm trusting the people who produce it and who make it and who, who did that certification. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's almost <laughs> a little bit shame on people in the industry. It's just, it's not fair to put out something that isn't honorable and truthful and isn't in the consumer's best interest um, when you know better. Yeah, I, I have a couple more things to say about essential oils and then I want to shift gears a little bit. Yeah. But first, I do want to say even though, you know, people come asking, is it organic, is it pure, and can I get papers? I think that's actually progress that people are asking those questions yes. because it does indicate a shift to a more informed consumer yeah. in the green beauty and the natural health movements. So yes. that that is progress there, even though it might create roadblocks for those people in getting accurate information in some cases, I do feel that at least the questions are being asked. And once the questions are asked, a discussion can then commence. Exactly. So the, the curiosity and the engagement there, which is great. Like, and I'm excited about it. And, and as much as I've, you know, shed light on to some of the things to be aware of, I'm still super pumped that it's become more readily available. It means that people are being turned on to essential oils and all the wonderful things they do and seeing the benefits. And I mean, that's something that I've been like cheering about for 12 years and people look at you like, I don't, I don't believe it. I don't know what it does. So the fact that it has blown up to this and people are seeing the benefits is hands down true progress. And I, I love it. Totally. Yeah. And then the other thing I want to say is that, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not associated with any essential oil companies. I used to be, I'm not anymore, but I do want to also just call out the fact that some of these larger companies that are producing on these massive scales, it takes a lot of plant matter to make a very small amount of essential oil. And um. we have to consider the environment. We have to consider the sustainability that's right. of consuming essential oils in this fashion. So I really, um, you know, I really do encourage people to work with companies, whether they're large or small, who have sustainability and ethical harvestation practices first and foremost in mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, that just comes with more conversations and more exposure and people, you know, learning more and educating themselves more on it. Because once that conversation is had and people really learn how powerful and potent and beneficial the oils are, you know, they won't be using them so frivolously as well. You know, yeah, so they have a little bit more respect for it. Just like, you know, when you buy, when you're building a relationship with your local farmer and asking those questions and learning about how the food is raised so you know whether you need to get it organic or not, it's a similar thing because you might be paying a little bit more for, say, grass-fed beef if that's what you eat. But maybe you're going to eat a little bit less of it. You're going to chew it for longer. You're going to take extra care preparing it yeah. properly to preserve all the nutrients, to get the best flavor. 
because you know that it's quality and also because there's a relationship involved. There's a relationship with the farmer, with the animal, and with you as the consumer. And I feel that that's the same with plants, whether you're dealing with herbs or essential oils. You want to know where they're coming from and what, how, how were they harvested? Was it just hacked down with a big old machine or was it, you know, gently harvested with respect and yeah. it really all of these energetic properties I really have been doing a lot of uh, research into plant intelligence and plant energetics and plants and human beings really do communicate on an energetic level and I know that's a little bit woo-woo for some people out there but I'm just gonna say it anyway but I know I mean you're <laughs> an aromatherapist you I'm sure you have that that <laughs> perspective as well yeah um, it, it go, it's more than just the chemistry it, it, it is something that really does involve a little bit of magic and any aromatherapy or natural perfumery books that you read teach about alchemy, which mm. I love. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just wanted, I wanted to throw that out there that it, it really is important to take into consideration sustainability when mm. we are working with these. I know you do have your practice and your skincare line. You do work with clients. Um, and then of course the magazine. So how can people get in touch with you? Where can they find the magazine? How can they work with you one-on-one -on -one if that's something they want to do? My website is andrewashley.ca and there you'll basically find out more about me and the magazine is there for you to opt into it. The magazine is completely free and um, my hope is to keep it that way. I just want, you know, good, positive, healthy body image. Um, information going out and available to women. Um, so that's available to you anytime. And then if you want to work one on one with me, um, which is what I'm currently focusing on, is the one on one aromatherapy consultations. Um, because of our talk today, as you know, essential oils are such a great tool to have when you're looking to add to your, you know, holistic toolbox. Yep. Each of the oils carry their own independent list of therapeutic properties and they're all so complex and so diverse. And it can be hard for people to kind of skim through and figure out what's actually a good fit for them themselves and their specific needs and their specific concerns. Um, so by offering my aromatherapy consultation, I focus just on my client and their specific needs, not the general public. So um, at the end, this gives a woman the comprehensive outline to what oils are best for them and their specific needs, as well as offer you know safe recipes and regimens to help their skincare, self-care, self-love, or health and wellness, whatever their goals may be. Um, and I offer them all online, so. Great, so you can be anywhere to work with you. Anywhere to work with you, and it's amazing connecting with women all over the world since I started doing this. You just see how, how truly alike they are. <laughs> and yeah. you know, our concerns at the core level are all very, similar and connected so I've noticed that too and uh, it really is a beautiful thing when you are able to reach so many women from different cultures and different backgrounds and notice so many commonalities and it, it does just show how connected we truly are and we have to just focus on that connection that's right yeah. well Andrea it was such a pleasure to have you thank you for connecting with us and for sharing all this really powerful information about the importance of self-image, body image, self-confidence, as well as what we talked about with customized skincare approach and aromatherapy, good sense. So I 
hope you enjoyed being with us and thank you so much. I did. It was awesome being with you. So thank you for inviting me out. A huge thank you again to Andrea Ellsworth for all of this fantastic information. And thank you also, of course, to you for watching and listening. If you like this interview, please be sure to like it, subscribe to my YouTube channel and my iTunes channel, and of course, share it with your friends. If you would like more information from Andrea Ellsworth, whether you want to work with her one-on-one -on -one or enjoy her free magazine, Andrea Ashley, head on over to www.andreaashley.ca. And of course, be sure to come on over to my website at www.holisticallyhote.com and leave me a comment. Let me know what you thought about this interview. I'll be back soon with more for you. In the meantime, I wish you a beautiful day.